When one hears the word goblin, it may conjure up an image of a mischievous impolite creature with a penchant for trickery, a name evoked to keep small children in their beds at night. But what if I was to tell you there is another sort of goblin, one with a mouthful of sharp teeth and the dead black eyes of a shark, that they were once human like you or I, but twisted into their terrible forms by fell magic and sent with unwavering obedience to punish and devour those they once loved. The Knights of the Shed Actual Play Podcast presents Zweihander, Feast of Goblins. You find yourself looking at what appears to be a fortified medieval city. Um, you've approached from the west of it, um, looking east, and um, what you notice is that there are there are watchtowers and a tall fortified stone wall. Perhaps you can make out a catapult or ballistae upon them. There's a, a river that runs to the north of the city, which is spanned by an enclosed bridge that crosses over into the city, and um, again, a, a sizable road that leads to the north from that bridge. To the east there of, of the city, there are steep cliffs, and the walls seem to be built into that. And there's a, a sort of like a, a bailey-type keep in the centre of this fortified town, sort of raised up. Is there any sort of farming outside of the wall? or? Yeah, to the south there are what appear to be rich fields where it hasn't been planted, but just ploughed, the earth looks dark, which is usually a sign of fertility in the land. From where you are, apart from that main bridge gate, across the river you can see a small gate on on the western side of the city. Um, I guess we head towards the gate. Are there any signs of life? Oh, yeah, the, the sounds of a thriving city, thriving medieval yeah, city cool. can be heard. And, but can we see anyone, any people, humans? <laughs> yeah, you can see travellers um, yeah. when, you, like, when okay. they come down from the north road, wagons and things, they're stopped, then they disappear into the tunnel and seem to emerge on the other side sometime later. Okay. You see people, guards what you seem to be guards in in a lot you know pacing the walls patrolling the walls others in watchtowers hear the the ringing of metal from a most presumably a blacksmith the grind of a mill occasionally a, a shout chitter chatter bark of a dog does this place look familiar to any of us this is uh not a city that you've come across before hmm. there's no signage or anything any banners or flags any milestones marking the roads well, you have to get closer to look at um, those milestones. And in terms of banners, there is a, a, f- a flag flying from a mast from one of the towers. And it is a, a black field with a yellow loot. Can I do a folklore check? My old nanny used to tell me all sorts of stories. And I listened to every one of them. Go ahead. Just standard. That's a success. All right. You can ask me two questions about this flag. Who are the people... Or, uh, yeah, what's the flag of? Is it a house? Uh, what, what do I know about it? 
Well, looking around the city, you spy some more and you believe it is the, for as far as you know, it is the heraldic device of this city. It's a, a loot and a black field provides a nice nice contrast with the with the yellow. Are you telling him that it's a flag? Mm. <laughs> perhaps something a bit more specific. <laughs> uh, you'd, you'd imagine these people have perhaps some sort of connection to, to music. Yeah, I was just hoping that maybe, you know, I'd heard of this banner and, you know, I'd know the name of the <clears throat> town or no, it's, it's something about them, but obviously not. No, no you've okay. not come across it. Yep. No, well, I have no further questions, Your Honour. <laughs> Anybody else recognise that flag? I don't. Maybe I've heard a rumour of <laughs> of it somewhere in my line of work. Well, let's see if you have. I have not. <laughs> well, Rafe's would be pretty familiar with most of the local towns, at least by reputation. I'm not sure what that what kind of role that would be, but... You've not seen this town before in your travels? Mm-hmm. Or heard of a, a banner with a, a golden loot? It's a rather simple-looking flag from perhaps an older era, the... Crests and devices of from the time you're from, they would be a little bit more intricate. It's not ringing any bells. Well, we could just go down and ask them who they are and see if they're friendly. They look like normal, friendly folk. You say that now. Um, their manner of dress, these people, do they look old-fashioned? Mm, you're going to have to get in a bit closer. Okay. Shall we go closer then? The one thing you do notice about the flags is most flags in in Christendom would have certain colours of the saints and a black flag is sort of more akin to another culture. A black perhaps even signify the devil. Does anyone want to try and sneak a bit closer and see if it have a scout around? I think we should just approach it. I think we would look more suspicious if we were sneaking around someone's town and we're strangers and they found us there. I think it might be better to be a bit more direct. Okay, let's go. Which part of the city do you want to approach? The the main bridge with the major road going into the city? I think we just head in the way we were going. Yeah, heading east in towards the city. There was a west gate, wasn't there? Yeah, you have to cross the river to get Okay, I'll assume we go that way. So there's a north gate and a west gate. To go to the northern gate, it's just a matter of walking east. To go to the west gate, you're going to have to go south across the river and then east. So the north gate would be easier, quicker? Yeah. Let's I'll go that way. that one then, yeah. All right. Your trail eventually joins the, the road that runs north and south and you make your way to the gates. As you approach the, the northern gate, you can see several round guard towers from your location. Two of them are set up upon the rugged cliffs that flank the canyon carved into the river. The only access to these appears to be way of a narrow and dangerous path. A third tower stands on the bank on the other side of the river, casting its watchful gaze out across that vital waterway. All three towers are of similar design and they stand about 30 feet tall. They have a single wooden door set into their base and the base of each tower slopes smoothly up for 20 feet with no opening at all save for the door. The uh, upper portion of the towers are dotted with arrow slits and, uh, and, and peepholes along its length and there are parapets that ring the top of the tower making it a bit difficult to see what's lurking up there. Though from time to time a face appears briefly in the peepholes or at the arrow slits and the ambient light catches a gleam of metal or glint off an eye but it's impossible to tell if those inside are human or something else. Well, human I reckon. 
What else would they be? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to doubt the humanity. No, no, it's, a, it's quite prejudiced of you, Paul. Really, <laughs> <laughs> the um, the bridge itself is of unusual construction that leads into the city. It's set in the middle of the the river, and at first glance, it appears to be nothing more than a solid square tower of moss-covered stone set upon a somewhat larger rock base. The top of the tower is decorated with ornate carvings of gargoyles and monsters. Many of them so lifelike that it seems that they have but to wait for the sunset to spring to life and terrorise the countryside. A closer look, however, shows that there is a tunnel running through the centre of the tower that would easily accommodate the largest of wagons. And further, a pair of worn but sturdy wooden bridges run from both sides of the river to the entrance to this tunnel. At several points along the length, ring pins have been set into the bridges. Well-oiled chains stretch from these points to vanish into the mouth of the gargoyles atop of the tower. And as you watch, a number of persons walk across the bridge, enter the tunnel, and exit from the far side. They seem to be delayed for some time, perhaps a minute, within the dark tunnel before they enter, but there's no sign of what actually happens within. A secondary tunnel runs through the rock base, but its purpose cannot be readily guessed, as only about two foot of its height is above the waterline. Now, you mentioned, uh, you, you asked how are these people garbed, and they seem to be quite well-dressed, Generally, the travellers and um, of a of a fashion of around your times, which is somewhat off kilter from the heraldic device that you saw, which was seemed more primitive. On an out of character note, I'm really worried about this description of the gargoyles because I've never seen a gargoyle in a building and thought, Shit, that looks like they might come to life at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Maybe yeah, the module's telling you what you think. Sorry. Well, that's all right. I'm just, I'm not so worried that I'm told what I think. I'm just worried about what I've been told, I think. <laughs> well, reading is there anything to stop us crossing the bridge? No, you can wander straight onto it. Giddy up. Yeah. I'm assuming there's to... some sort of guard station inside the bridge that they're... I guess that's what's slowing people down. Yeah, slowing people down. You have to scan your ticket or something. <laughs> but use your green card, my key. For our listeners who aren't in Hobart or Melbourne... <laughs> If you want to understand that joke. I was going to make a joke about Northgate before, but... <laughs> Probably fall flat. Oh, one, one guy in Hobart listening just thinking, nailed it, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> we get our only review. Uh, from inside the tunnel, you hear the faint uh, lines of a verse or a song, someone singing, and then it abruptly ends. Is the song familiar at all? Even just the tune? The language. It. It sort of, it's really hard because it, it, you're not close enough. You don't catch any, any words. We still don't recognise it, obviously. I guess we bite the bullet and go in. All right, you wander, wander um, through the bridge. Who's going to be in the lead? I will. All right. The large husky nun. <laughs> husky nun. In big in armour. <laughs> Two guardsmen put out their, their pole arms uh, in a cross fashion to hold you on a, another... More senior, what can only be a more senior officer, steps forward. And when he speaks to you, it's in another language. Ah, good day, sir. Surya Flol, Sittle. Uh, hi, me, Maja. You? Maja. He, he gestures around himself and back. Harmonia. Harmonia. Yeah. Pass? Go through? Okay, you... you... You're gesturing, trying to communicate. Could we have a, a little bit of a role there to see how well you can convey your intentions what through nonverbal communication? 
what skill would you like me to use, Paul? Uh, there is a, a skill for this. Um, Education or? Mm -mm. Something like um, scrutinize. Oh, okay. He does not understand a single thing I am saying. You start gesturing and uh, Stardust, Ingenstrand, Roth, and he starts, uh, pulls out a coin from his pouch. Ah, uh, I, I uh, is it, what colour is it? Is it like, uh, what metal can I see? It's, um... Is it copper? Is it silver? Is it gold? It's somewhere in between silver and gold. Hmm. I pull out, I've got, I've got the gold from that guy I killed from his belt pouch. I pull a piece and gesture at my companions and then hand him the um, gold piece. It looks, takes you all in. Narastan Lawson Semblantilun done. So while this is going on, can Rafe just kind of watch the interaction? Because Rafe's pretty familiar with petty bureaucrats and that sort of thing. People trying to stop you getting into towns. And just see if he notices, is this guy trying to be helpful or is he sort of suspiciously helpful and I think maybe he's plotting something or is he aggressive or make an easy scrutinize. That's a 99, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> We're going well. We're a great team. <laughs> well, uh, he, um, yeah, he seems fairly sincere. He starts uh, singing. Oh, harmony, oh, harmony. And then there's, a, there's other words. And uh, he, he gestures to you to, as if more, more, more coin. I think you're paying him for a song. I, I pull out a silver piece and hand it to him. He sort of picks it up and looks at and looks to the to the other guys and they kind of give a chuckle. He pops that into his his belt pouch. Neben, Neben. No more. Out. Neben. Just give him a gold piece so we can get through. I give him another gold piece then. He puts up ten fingers and one of them goes down. <laughs> oh <laughs> harmony, oh harmony. <laughs> we don't have that much. I've got some copper. Iltru Dana Granda. Rafe, Rafe tries to sing a harmony along with him when he yeah. sings. <laughs> Would that help? Just, just the tune, but not the words, obviously. Ah, he, when you start singing, he, he, he points and, and gives you a thumbs up, and you, you sort of learn this first line of "Oh harmony, oh harmony," and then there's some other words that come along with it that you've not quite heard before. But there are a few more O harmonies and O harmonies. I start singing pauses. and then yeah, I'll join but he's it. still holding up, and then he, then he just stops. And he won't sing anymore. He sort of gestures, flicking his fingers down. Oh, harmony. Oh, harmony. I can't quite remember how many gold pieces I got from that dog guy. <laughs> I think it was only about 10 all up. Well, if you didn't write it down, you haven't got any. <laughs> I took his belt pouch. I didn't actually look in it. I know it was gold coins in there, though. All right. Because in order to, I guess, simulate a little bit the, the language barrier... I'm going to let you all start with a 10% base chance to understand the language. So you can pop that on your character sheet somewhere. So as you uh, watch this interaction, there is everyone roll a D percentile. And if you roll 10 or below, then I'll give you uh, a clue. But you're very, all very new to the language. There are some similarities to your own. It's a negatory for me, I'm afraid. Nope. No. Sounds like you're going to need a little bit more exposure. I will um, pull out nine more gold coins, but I beckon at the, the, the silver coin that, that I want it back. <laughs> I hold up the nine and point at the silver. He gives you a grin and says something very friendly to you 
in a, in a friendly tone, but uh, gestures towards the the gold, and he proceeds to 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 sing and I sing along with him this time. Yeah, and and he and uh, he becomes uh, very enthused that you're. And he'll stop uh, singing along and he'll stop and he'll try and correct a word you're saying. And then he looks to the rest of you and, and, and kind of encourages you all to also to be singing. Yeah, sure, I'll join. Oh, harmony. <laughs> oh, harmony. Oh, harmony. Okay. Well, I'll give him the, the nine gold coins. Okay. He, he proceeds to instruct you. Um, he's got a reasonable singing voice. So, did I just pay for singing lessons? Yeah, that's what this is. <laughs> so, let's go for... I'm just trying to look for a skill in terms of learning a song. To be something intelligence, wouldn't it? Or, or perception. Eavesdrop. Probably probably perception. Being able to hit the notes and Yeah, it'd be awareness or scrutinize. Got an eleven on that roll that you didn't ask for. I got, I got, <laughs> I got a one on that roll. One. Not quite good enough. I succeed. No, Ilse failed. What sounded like half of you were able to learn the song. No, two of you. Is that right? Yes, two, but Marsha did learn it really well, apparently. <laughs> oh, did she? We rolled one. Natural one. Zero one. Zero one. Critical success. And uh, Helmet, you I also... I got pretty well as well. Come well. on, I rolled an 11 here. Well, yeah, critical crit- success yeah. too. Oh, that's so good, yes, so yes. There's three of us then. Yeah, three <laughs> of you. Crit- two cri- with two critical successes and no critical failures. The, um, the, the guardsman gives you the thumbs up and he waves you past. As we go past, can I sort of watch and see if he does the same thing with everyone else who comes by? Yeah, he stops other travellers, and I mean, you're gonna hang. You're gonna have to hang around the tunnel for a while to sort of see the the wayfarers and and so on. Like if they look peasantish, then you see a small amount of money. Oh, if, if so look... I, because I was wearing brigadine armour, I got charged a lot. I think you just gave it to him, didn't you? Some of those people stop and they sing the song, which um, you can only assume is the city song or the city anthem. Others, particularly if they're merchants, kind of well dressed. And they don't know the song. Yeah, it's still quite a lot of money for him to teach them. So for those of you who made that successful singing, you can get an, um, a five percent chance if you passed, added to that base percentage. And if you if it was a critical, then you can have a plus ten percent. In time, you learn what the the song was and the words to it. And it's uh, Oh harmony, oh harmony, a city grand and truly free. Oh harmony, oh harmony. Tis thee I always long to see. To harmony, to harmony, I pledge eternal loyalty. But at the time, no, it was just uh, words that you didn't fully comprehend. And so you're through the tunnel into the town proper. The main road leads sort of south-east-ish, but it comes to a crossroads shortly in, which then proceeds uh, so you can go north, southwest. Southeast, there's a structure in the middle, the really high one, and there's cliffs to the east, and there's lots of buildings. It's it's, it's a lot like Noose, really. Do you think maybe we should see what the big structure is first? Find somewhere to stay first, I reckon. Or do we even have enough funds to stay here? If it was 10 gold to get in the gate. I think, I think he saw us coming. It's been a long time since you've handled money, hasn't it? Oh, about yeah. 30 I years. I don't know why we let you. Two's <laughs> just really sour that he's lost his loot. Actually, none of you actually knew. Probably Joan was the only person who actually knew I had that gold because she was there when I stripped that guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you wander the streets. It's 
generally well organized people um wear you know bright bright colors they're often well dressed even the the peasants seem you know quite uh well off in terms of their their general healthy appearance and it does seem like quite a nice little town and you eventually find a an inn and again there's this language barrier with the uh, tavern owner who would like to try and negotiate with him oh i'll give it a go the first thing is let's go for a base language test it's a fail so in your that's going to make bargaining for for your stay a, a little bit more difficult is there anything in addition that you want to do to kind of work out the the rates of stay i think maybe just bargain a race trained in bargaining and is presumably pretty pretty experienced in doing that sort of thing even where there might be a bit of a language barrier. Once you're talking to him, you can make a scrutinised test and that would give you an extra 10% to your language Can I aid understanding. him? No, scrutinised does not help. Okay. Well, let's go for the for a bargain check. Let's make it a little bit hard because of the language barrier. Let's make it challenging. That's a success. Well, you, you appear to come to uh, an agreement. Now, what sort of... Um, lodgings we are wanting. I think Rafe is just going for something pretty cheap because as far as he knows, we don't really have anything much to pay with. And you'll need uh, stabling for Clipfield. Yes. So a night in the common room will be one silver piece. For everyone or each? Each. Do we have that kind of money? A night above the stables is um, six bronze pennies. So these are sort of things you work out. It takes a little while to negotiate. Stable horse by the night with feed is eight br- um, brass pennies. <laughs> I, I hand him a gold coin. The innkeeper? I gesture at all of us and hand him a gold coin. That's way too much. <laughs> That's enough for two nights. But the fourth one knows it's enough for five nights. Four nights. Four nights. He, um, he takes the gold coin and he says, five of you... Plus the, the horse. He puts his hand out with a like a, a little man's blade and points out back to the stable and gives you the thumbs up. He also gestures to putting his hand to his mouth uh, in in an eating motion and um, puts his cheek on 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 the side of his hand, probably gesturing sleep. And this is where. <laughs> The limits of uh, audio podcasts uh, make it hard <laughs> trying to describe all these um, nonverbal gestures that I'm demonstrating. So that pays for the sleeping quarters. It doesn't pay for the food, does it? Rafe um, is happy to sleep above the stables. I suppose that gives you it keeps you closer to Clotilda, and we don't really have anything valuable to steal, do we? He um claps his hands and points to the table and and pulls out a chair to, for you all. Sit down then. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> And then he brings out um, a jug of ale, some fresh bread, cheese. I won't drink the ale. And the, the boy probably shouldn't either. I will. anyone's going to stop me. I will otherwise. He's a man. He's, He's a man. He killed can't, people. Okay. Rafe doesn't really like know how old young people are, so you might as well be eight to him. <laughs> Everyone who's younger than me is, is a boy or a girl. He grabs a, a, a young boy and... We didn't speaks order to, one of those. Speaks to him. <laughs> <laughs> he, you, yeah. I'm just. I'm going to listen intently as they speak to each other to see if I can pick anything up. He, he kind of commands the the kid and he points at um, Rafe's horse and mutters something else and then the kid kind of uh, complains and then gets a kick in the pants and runs outside and 
and unhitches Clotilde, which you can only guess he's either taking it to the butchers or around the back <laughs> of the stables. Rafe is actually going to go out and check what's going on. The boy um, begins uh, brushing her down and um, stabling her. Before too long, there's uh, other viands and victuals placed upon the table before you. And the innkeeper stands there, smiling. Well, it'd be rude not to eat, so... I hand him a a brass penny. He he takes it, (laughs) pops it in his uh, pocket. It's a naught mine. What's the food? Is this a regular fare? Yeah, regular, but of good quality. And then out come roasted beets and potatoes and, and other morsels. Can I... Because I am, this is my tradecraft and stuff. Can I pop into the kitchen and, and have a look? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Are you looking to poison anything? I've got some poison. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, just having a look. It no. seems to be a clean establishment yeah. um, for the 1600s. Yeah. Um, is there a cook around and it, some yes. scully maids and whatnot? Yeah. What could possibly be the innkeeper's wife, where she uh, seems to command the kitchen quite well, covered in uh, an apron, covered in flour, and bossing around uh, some kitchen scullions. I'm going to go and poke my nose in a few of the pots and stuff and give it, give it a criticising. Give it a review. Yeah, just smack a scully maid, you know, taste the food. and yeah, The uh, frau line comes over with a big ladle and uh, offers for you to, to taste her soup. A, a very decent uh, bacon bone soup. Mm. She then also shows you various types of gnocchi and ravioli that's also being prepared and uh, sauerkraut. You see uh, some lovely strings of bratwurst. <laughs> Excellent. It seems like a, a quite a quite a good establishment. Can I pick up on some of the language that they're talking? Yeah, make a scrutinised check as the. Fraulein refers to the various ingredients and you, you work out the equivalents. That's a success. Yeah, you can add an extra 5% to your base language understanding. Meanwhile, back in the common room, you find the, the food hearty, satisfying, the ale refreshing, and what more is there to do on a late afternoon? There are others in the, in the common room eating. Mm. Yes. I'll see if I can eavesdrop a bit and see if I can pick up I, more um, of the language. While he's doing that, I'm going to gesture the innkeeper over and just gesture to try to mimic washing myself. Mm. He, um, so how much is a bath? He he holds up four brass pennies. I would love a bath. Man, I, I, I hand him eight brass pennies so man Joan can go have a bath. He sends the boy off out the back um, to heat some water with a clip around the ear and you... Tune in to the, the local... Oh, I do so, yeah, if gossip. I can. Okay, make a roll. Scrutinise. Six. Oh, you sort of learn... You know, just by watching chaps talking and, and so on, you know, they might say, pass me the pretzels and so on, and you're sort of starting to learn some of the language. You can ha- have another 5% against your base total as well. Rafe tries to indicate to the innkeeper that whether he has any books he could read, borrow and read. Ah, book. He does have a book and uh, presents it to you. It even has illustration. Oh. And so the gist of this story is that there were three little pigs and what appears to be a ferocious looking wolf. And the wolf is seen um, stalking these three little pigs, but then they become aware of it. And the, the wolf is so very casually pursuing them. And so the first little pig goes and makes a house 
straw and so it goes and a house made of wood and the big bad wolf happens to foil their houses until the little piggy's got a town made of stone and this is where the traditional story kind of departs from probably what you know because the wolf ends up completely slaughtering and gutting the pigs. <laughs> well, that's awful, but do I learn anything about the language? Yeah, uh, let's make a... Yeah, I would, I'm thinking an education type role to pick out familiar words and patterns unless you can think of some other sort of skill that you could employ. Well, it's probably education, but I'm not trained in it, which is something of a problem. Would folklore help? I think folklore is more of the oral tradition. Yeah, I just it would mean if I knew the story, maybe it would help. Hmm. But anyway. Yeah, okay. We'll go folklore with uh, somewhat more of a penalty. Let's make it uh, challenging. Critical success. Ah, well, you um, you definitely pick out key words that have been repeated and repeated, and, and from it you're able to decipher the phoneme-grapheme relationships. That sounds a bit techo, doesn't it? <laughs> what does that mean in terms of percentage? <laughs> you want the bottom dollar? Uh, 5% increase in your base. Is it 10 because I got a critical success? <laughs> Give him 7. Yeah, I'll pay that. Does anyone else wish to do anything while they're uh, relaxing in the tavern? Marja and Joan have their bar, feeling sparkly clean. Is it the same sort of water that we that we mm. camped near? The the water seems to um, make yeah the the soap suds a lot easier than what you're used to. Do they have big enough baths for these two? <laughs> I am I am quite rotund. Yeah, they they do have the capacity to accommodate these ladies. For the listeners, Toby just flipped me off. <laughs> <laughs> The, the baths themselves are really well made, good quality iron. That's one thing about this place is that everything is carved or made really well. They're, they're not sort of cheap knockoffs. So what's the time at this point? It's coming into to mid-evening. Perhaps we could go for a nice evening stroll, have a look about. Well, just it's basically we've just had our dinner, haven't we? Yeah. And I think we call it for the night and rest. Yeah, Joan is going to... Does anyone else want to come for a... Look around. I'll go for a walk. Yeah. Us old ladies are going to relax and go to sleep. Yeah, fair enough. Rafe will ask the innkeeper to try and um, communicate and find out whether or not there's any kind of uh, hospital or, or anything like that, whether we can get some bandages or... Because I, I, at least I'm still uh, somewhat injured. Make a base language roll. Nope. All right, you sort of have to resort to maybe showing uh, your wounds and through gesturing it takes a little while. It's really hard to understand how you're going to procure those things. Um, he kind of points out onto the street and it's like he's saying, go left here and, and go right there yeah. and then you'll come to you know, a fountain and it's... Maybe ask him for one of the kids to guide you. I don't know if he'll understand that if I can't <laughs> understand the rest of it. Unless I'm asking him for three little pigs to guide me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, yeah, he snaps into an idea and he sort of points at the boy and then he does the universal motion for money. I don't know how much money I have. I haven't got it written down. So since I can't tell you what it is, I guess I give him a brass penny or something. He motions uh, more. All right, I give, Rafe gives him a second one, but motions like, that's it. That's all that's worth. He starts um, talking at you. Dude, a bath's worth four. Well, he charges four for a bath. Yeah. Whether a bath is worth four. But well, then, no, Rafe waves him off and says, give him the money back. He doesn't seem, he, he gives it back to you, he doesn't mind. Back from where you were, a bandage by the strip is one 
silver shilling usually each. So some of you are going to bed and some of you are perhaps up for a stroll around town after dinner. Yeah, sure. This place looks safe enough. I've seen city guards walking along the battlements, I'm sure. It's going to be safe enough. Of course it will. Everything here is lovely. Well, you go for a stroll around town. Rafe, Ilse, Ilse. and Helmut. So, well, as you sort of wander towards the east, it seems to be a lot of people congregated there, and you can hear the sounds of singing. Wandering along further, you go along some well-to-do houses and manors, and eventually it it leads to an open courtyard or area with a fountain in the middle and an amphitheatre. And there are lots of people milling about, and uh, these elegantly dressed uh, minstrels pitching and singing songs to the crowd. Beautiful music, beautiful singing. Some musicians also accompany them, and uh, there's a very light and festive atmosphere. Well, I'm pretty impressed with that. I'm going to stay and watch for a while. Hmm. Yeah, I don't understand what anyone's saying, but this story is fun. (laughs) It rests just off the the road and is surrounded by a grassy park where all the people are are sitting around. The large fountain portrays a bearded man playing upon a lute and singing. At his feet are two huge, apparently napping dogs. He looks uh, most handsome, yet the sculptor carved him in such a manner as to convey a feeling of power and mystery. Must be some sort of leader. The flags have uh, loot on it, don't they? Yeah, and it's called Harmony. They seem to like music a lot. Yeah, don't they? <clears throat> you also notice some people near the amphitheatre appears to be going into a cave at the base of it. And there seems to be a lot of luminescence coming from that cave. Got to check that out. I've also got a thing about tunnels and caves, don't I? <laughs> so just from where your vantage point, you look into this cave and the ceiling of it is... Um, lined with white crystals, occasionally dotted with a ruby or an emerald. You know, the air coming out is uh, very fragrant of exotic smokes and other fine smells of food and, and wine and so on. Should we go check it out, Ilse? Yes. There, are, there seems to be some, for want of a bit of a term, some sort of club. There are very smartly going about serving people and there is a bouncer at the door. Everything within looks very clean and uh, meticulously arrayed with style. Don't think we're going to be getting past this bouncer, but I suppose I'll give it a shot. He smiles at you and uh, hats you on the head. <laughs> sort of points to um, a bowl with money in it. What sort of money is in it? Gold coins. <laughs> no, I'm not even going to insult him. <laughs> Just smile and... Just nod and walk away, I think. Wander off, yeah. Wasting my time trying to get in there, I think. There are... Um, a lot of really well-dressed, attractive people in this club. <laughs> so it's not a place for me. Just to be clear, are they well-dressed, attractive adults? Yes. <laughs> well, that might be a separate issue. It certainly looks to be the, the top end of town. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Depart. And how long do you want to take in the, the, the song and entertainment of this area? Or do you just want to keep on exploring? Hmm. Oh, I might just listen to a bit of music and then head back to my room. That'd be it for my night. I don't know if you two are going to accompany me. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Rafe? Oh, I think Rafe will just head back. Oh, he's not very interested in the entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's nice. Leave you two to enjoy it. Okay, back to the tavern. Well, you you make it in. Uh, it's been a been a bit of a long day and some fatiguing last few days. To the inn and to bed with you, is it? I think so. Yeah, before I go, I ask uh, Ilse if she's got any of those anti-mosquito herbs still. Sure, yes. 
right, Rafe will take a handful and stick it in his pocket just if he's going to be in the barn. He'll be a bit exposed probably. I've got some uh, animal bane and wolf's bane too if you need that at any time. And also some uh, anti-venom too. So let me know if you need anything else. I'll keep it in mind. Before we, we head to sleep, I'm going to pop back over to the kitchen and, and find the cook and show her my, my wounds and the, the sword bandages and um, pop a silver coin into her hand to see what she can do about it. She kicks one of the, one of the dishwashers in the pants and barks something at her and she runs out the door. The boss of the kitchen you know, makes you a cup of tea and just prattles on about the day's work. Uh, you, you can, you've seen these expressions a thousand times from cooks from every country that you've been to. And mm. you, can, you can kind of guess the sort of things, uh, you know, the bemoaning this and that and the, the perils of being a good woman and, <laughs> and so on. And yeah. uh, in some time after you have your cup of tea, the scullion returns and there's a, a bandage for you. I thank her. In all the time she was talking, do I comprehend any of her language? Well, yeah, you feel like you're a little bit more confident, but uh, maybe you need to sleep on it to, to let things settle in your mind. Uh, I'm going to use that bandage on her before we go to bed. Okay. Now, with bandaging, you can only... Use it every 24 hours, you said. Yeah, it's been 24 hours since... Used uh, you used bandages this morning. Oh, was it this morning, was it? Okay, we'll go to sleep. Well, the night passes... Um, without incident, um, you have a, a reasonable rest. The room is comfortable. <laughs> Thank God for that. Gargoyles didn't spring to life then. Ah, in the morning you um you assemble and there's a breakfast of array of breakfast items like bacon and Jeez. fried bread and yeah. Chips, beans, beets, a lot of beet and cabbage type foods. Um, you can re-bandage uh, the wounds if you make a roll. I succeed. All right, you may advance up the damage track. Remove your bandage from your inventory. Didn't even add it. I think we're all just lightly wounded now, so. Moderately wounded Forgot still. you were grievously wounded. Mm-hmm. So, well, what are we going to do now? I don't know. I suppose we just explore town for the time being. The small boy... Um, it sort of starts moving your accoutrements out of the room and lining them up against the, the wall near the entrance. We paid for four days. And he starts cleaning your <laughs> <laughs> cleaning cleaning your shoes and your bags and um yeah. Do you think we should find who's in charge of this town? Maybe they can tell us where we are if we're not in heaven. Well, we can barely speak to them, and I don't know why they'd want to speak to us. Well, okay. <laughs> why are we listening to a child? Well, I don't hear you coming up with anything, you old bat. Well, uh, Helmet, remember the rolling pin. Uh, I'm not afraid of her. Brandish it at him. At seeing the interaction, the innkeeper <laughs> approaches Helmet and sort of stands next to him with his hand in his pocket. Not your pocket, his own pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I gesture to the, to the innkeeper to give him a clip around the ears. The innkeeper tenses and waits for <laughs> Helmet's next words. A little bit of keep my mouth shut then, I suppose. As the, the people go about speaking, you seem to um, understand more of what they're saying. It seems that sleep has consolidated uh, what you learnt from the day before. So everyone can get a plus 10% to their base in terms of understanding what's going on during conversation. Um, 
Can I look at the gentleman and say, honey? Initially, he gives you a quizzical look and then looks to his wife. Uh, but then the buzzing noise, and he looks at Rafe and starts speaking to you both. Make a language roll. That is a nine. Sorry, an eight. I pass as well. He seems to pick up on the conversation from last night around bandages and where to go, and he provides some more concrete instructions from where uh, a local stall is, which sells honey and also an apothecary. I guess I want to make some bandages. You want to make some? Yeah. I'll buy some cloth and honey. Okay, so that's on the the shopping list for today. Yeah. Does anyone else have any any, um, shopping items? (laughs) <laughs> Not that I'm buying with nine copper or whatever they are. <laughs> Spend it all on lollies. Yeah. <laughs> I could. You know what? Fair enough. If I see any any confectionery stores around, I'll bugger it. So just to get it out of the way, as you move along, you um have the... Let's see if there's any opportunity for candy sweets. It's not your lucky day oh. yet. My action declaration will be, I go looking for goblins. <laughs> So you um, locate the honey seller. Honey is one silver shilling. You can use the one one honey to make three bandages, right? It, uh, there's nine doses of honey. Oh, okay. So in I can, a pot. Okay, so I can make and nine bandages. Then you need the bandage itself. So that's one brass penny per strip of cloth, and so it goes. A sewing kit's two brass pennies. Fire hardened spear is seven silver coins. I'll buy one of those. And I'm going to buy lots and lots of bandages. You want to buy pre-made bandages? No, I will make them. As a healer, I can do that. Okay, yeah. I think you can do them in batches of three, but yep. the difficulty to make them increases. So if you say, I'm going to make one uh, in one batch, then... I'll make a batch of three. It doesn't increase the difficulty, does it, though? Yeah, it does. Whereas whereas if you just make one bandage, it's, it's a lot easier. Oh, well, we obviously need bandages. I'm not in heaven. <laughs> <sighs> We're not in heaven. Helmet, shut up. I didn't say anything. I've been told to shut up, so I'm keeping quiet. Good. Good. I don't know why. An awful lot of the work back in Noose. Trying to get kicked again, Helmet? (laughs) Where were you in the battle? Oh, that's right. You ran away. He ran away. And you ran away. No, I found a boat. Well, me and Joan killed three soldiers. I I didn't kill anyone. Who drove the carriage? Who was that, eh? They weren't on the carry. <laughs> yeah, we're on the... Well, I saved all those other people that disappeared. Good job. <laughs> That's very worthwhile. Oh, shut up. It didn't save anyone. Uh, Ilse, I guess. <laughs> sick of these people. <laughs> Just go on my own. Good riddance to bad rubbish. Oh. <laughs> okay, to make bandages, to make one strip is a routine heal test, which is plus 10 to your heal skill. If you want to make three at a time, it's challenging, which is a minus 10. If you critically succeed, you get an extra bandage. And if you fail, then it's you know it's wasted. Do I get extra bandages if I just do a normal single one and critically succeed? So if I just do one and critically succeed, I get two? Yeah. Um, how long does it take to make bandages? Does it say? Nine days. <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't say how long it takes. I mean, it wouldn't take long. You're basically just dipping a, ba- a bit of cloth in honey. Yeah, but how are you going to store it? Yeah. <laughs> Carefully. That's what you say as someone who's not trained in the healing skill. <laughs> I am trained in the healing skill. Not you, personally. Shut up. The, the human being. You, uh, it takes 10 minutes. Okay. 
Do we, do we want to set some time aside to make some bandages, guys? Sure. Well, we don't all have to be making bandages well, with you. You can okay. You can go ahead with that while we do whatever. I might do it tonight when we're resting at the inn. Okay, good. How much do we end up spending, Paul? It's uh, spear, cloth, and bandages. Oh, the, the honey. honey. Uh, nine silver shillings all up, including the spear. And they'll chuck in the sewing kit for two bronze pennies. All right, I'll buy that as well. Okay. They've got some honey lollies here. Sure, I'll go a honey lolly. Who's paying for it, Helmet? I'm paying for it. Shut Good. up. Helmet's getting sick of this lot. It's all going according to plan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can uh, spend as much or as little money you want on spend honey lollies. All. Nine brass pennies of honey lollies, please. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>